Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast, the podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. I am your host this episode, John. I am joined by the two men you know and love, the producer and the seducer. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen? I, I don't know which one I am. Some. <laughs> you produce toxic waste when you poop, so you're obviously the producer. <laughs> I definitely don't seduce, so... Uh... <laughs> I don't think either one of us seduce anymore. We're all married. See, in my head, Kevin would be the producer because he is the one currently editing the episodes. And Andrew, head. with the perfectly manicured beard head. and eyebrows, he is the seducer. So He has to manicure those caterpillars. Red beard, mm. red beard, big caterpillar eyebrows. Stick to your day job. Anyway. How are we doing tonight, fellas? It's been a while since we've recorded and talked and all that good stuff. Dude, I'm tired. And I, I don't even have kids, but I'm tired. <laughs> what time did you wake up this morning, man? Uh, I woke up like three different times from the animals, and I ended up still sleeping in and feeling tired. I think I went to bed. I, I was about to say, I went to bed at 3 a.m. I was like, man, somebody's going to be waking up soon. I'm not sure, but... Me, <laughs> me, I was up at four and I went to work at five and I've been up since 5 a.m. And I'm not tired because I'm drinking energy drinks. Nice. Yes. Nice. John, how are you? Uh, dude, I'm hanging in, hanging in. Uh, baby girl's, you know, she's doing okay. Like if she's awake and I am in the same solar system, uh, she just has to cry. <laughs> she does not want anything to do with me when she's awake but you know it's all good um yeah man no complaints work's been great um yeah just uh happy to be uh hanging out with you guys tonight and get down on an episode i think i say that every time but uh you know genuinely am happy to be here with you guys so um yeah man um before we get started into the rest of the episode kevy the people want to know have we heard yet from mr sean no <laughs> I texted him. I texted him this week, but uh, didn't mention the podcast. I don't want to put. I don't want to pressure him. You know. Sure. He's, this is he's just going to be life. an ongoing intro, and <laughs> it really we're is. Gonna, we're going to have a, a whiteboard in the back. Like, has Sean replied yet? And then we'll have like a, a, a day's counting until he actually does. Mel's going to listen to one of these episodes, and she's going to like punch Sean. Maybe it's this one. Maybe this is my manipulative way of saying, Mel, please punch Sean and tell him to listen to the episode yeah. about the characters. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't not do it also. Wink. Wink. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast. You can follow this show along with many others over at creativebraincandy.com. You can follow other great podcasts such as... Smoking and Drinking in Capes, and Smoking and Drinking in Space. Um, there are a couple of podcasts done by the owners and operators of the 
podcast network that we're a part of, Creative Brain Candy. So if you're interested in superheroes or all things sci-fi, go check out those shows. You can also join our Discord at creativebraincandy.com forward slash Discord. We, as in VGL, the podcast you're listening to right now, have a couple dedicated channels on there. So if you want to directly talk and chat with us and send us pictures or your Warzone clips, thank you so much, Caleb, for doing that. You're a much better player than I can ever hope to be. <laughs> um, come join our Discord. It's a great community. Be great to have you. So, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get it started with Whatcha Drinking. All right. Mr. Andrew, I'm going to pick on you first. What's your poison this evening? So, well, right now I just got a Pepsi, but that's because <laughs> I already drank all my mojito, and I don't know if that's, it's, it's probably contributing to the tiredness, but, okay, I know I'm weird, and I've probably mentioned this before, but I didn't originally know how to make a mojito, so I, like, I followed a recipe, but instead of putting rum in it, I put in silver tequila, and I just love it. I can't go back to rum with it like i just silver tequila every time did did you muddle it we we had we had this discussion before i'm just asking <laughs> no actually i i asked my wife i was like hey do we have any mint and she and she's like i think there's still some ice cubes and this saint of a woman she ended up making in ice cubes like basically mint cubes in an ice cube tray and that's all i have to do is like you know oh i need I need mint for my mojito. Oh, let me just grab a couple ice cubes. Keeps it cool, gives it flavor. Nice. Now I was I was very confused when you asked your wife if you had any mint, and she's like, "Well, we have ice cubes." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was right there with you, Kev." I was like, "How do those two things connect?" <laughs> I mean, I guess they're cool and refreshing. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, some mint flavored ice. Where do you buy that? You just don't understand this house. It's okay. Yeah, it sounds like something you get at Trader Joe's. <laughs> you do live in the fancy part. You probably do have a Trader Joe's somewhere up there, don't you? I don't have a Trader Joe's anywhere near me, dude. Oh, is that more like a southern thing? I think it's more of a. I think it's more of like a West Coast thing. But I did see one up in. Uh, where was I recently? I think it was up up in Pennsylvania. I was see. I was about to say that. I was like, dude, you're close to Amish country, as far north of in Maryland as you are. So you know the Amish, weird people. They they <laughs> they, they probably have some mint ice cubes. Yeah, I thought something was a mish. <laughs> Again, stick with your day job, Kevin. What are you drinking? Uh, so as I said, uh, been up since four a.m. So went back to my classic, uh, white monster energy drink, the Zero Ultra, the one that's in all the memes which I didn't even put two and two together um, about this being the meme energy drink. And then I came across this forum that were like, you know, I'd started drinking it as a meme, but now it's really good and I'm addicted. And people mm. were just like shitting on the white monster energy drink. And they're like, but the other flavors are so good. And it's like, I like this one. All right. So I got that mixed with the Smirnoff Sour. Found out last week that turns my tongue blue after I drank like four or five of them. Because I drank four or five of them when I was editing one episode. I can't play the game of which episode Kevin edited while drinking. Spoiler, it's all of them. <laughs> I was about to say, it's all yeah, of them. To, yeah. <laughs> you think I can listen to us three sober? Fuck no. So turn your mouth blue, so it looks like you gave a smurf a blowjob. Yes. Though, that's what I did Perfect. before this. That's why we're recording so late. Yeah. 
Got to earn that paper. Got that magical jism. Um, so if you didn't know, we're not safe for work. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so John, what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We're still recording this in October, although this episode will be posting and releasing the day after Halloween. I have made myself the most Frankenstein of Long Island iced teas because it was like, oh, Mother Hubbard, the cupboard is bare when it came to my alcohol cabinet. <laughs> so, um, My stomach yeah. is already churning just hearing the description. Like, I'm Frankenstein to Long Island. And I'm like, as a lover of Long Islands, I'm like, oh, no, my heart. <laughs> yeah, no. So... You know, I don't have triple sec, um, and I didn't have any sours, so I uh, I cobbled together some of the Hague family whiskey, um, some form of gin that my brother-in-law had when he was here, uh, a little Svetka vodka and a splash of Coke, and I kind of doubled all, everything so that it was strong as hell. Um, and I'm almost done. It's doing its work, though. You know what sounds really good is... The half and half at Chick-fil-A with some vodka. That does sound good. It's no longer called the Arnold Palmer. It's the Sun Joy. So I'll let you in on a little hack that uh one of the nice people at Chick-fil-A told me one time is if you do, even if you do uh, like an unsweet tea with the, like the sweet lemonade, like do two thirds tea, one third lemonade. It's much better than an actual half and half balance. But you just sound extra by ordering that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to sound extra, man. Just give me the. Ha- you know, what? I don't even talk to anybody. I just order on the app because I hate talking to people. If they had an option for two thirds of whatever and a third of God knows what else you said, sure. But then I know they would be judging me when I went to go pick up the drink, so they don't have to. Two thirds and one third of whatever else you said. There are two fucking ingredients in that. There's tea and lemonade. I don't know which one is two thirds. I don't know which one is a third. I didn't want to sound like an idiot in front of the tens of thousands of people that will listen to this podcast in the future when they unearth uh, Spotify after it gets taken over by God knows what else. Yeah. Amazon. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Okay. If we're we're still talking about Chick-fil-A Arnold Palmer's. During the early stages of the pandemic last year. I did the curbside pickup and I, I ordered, you know, like the frosted lemonade. And then I actually decided, Hey, could you guys just do this as like a frosted Arnold Palmer? And you'd have thought that I had asked them to build the Statue of Liberty with one hand tied behind their back. They were like pushing buttons and trying to figure like, can we get the manager? Like, you know, it was, Oh my God, dude, it stopped the chick-fil-a dead in its tracks for like 10 minutes i was like the frost lemonade's fine i was just asking if i could do it with our Arnold palmer i didn't mean to like make your head explode speaking of making your head explode let's get into what you're playing you just got don't don't I'll pick on you first this time. What you been playing, brother? Uh, I've actually been playing a lot this uh, past couple weeks. Uh, I'll start off with pissing off a lot of people. Is I've been playing Final Fantasy twelve. Mm, that game sucks. This is the first Final Fantasy I played where I'm like, maybe I'll just play something else at the time. It's holy fuck, man! I. This is by far the worst one I played. 
Like, I cannot stand it. I like what they did, but the Gambit system makes it so... And this is just something that you can actually do. You don't have to do it, so it's kind of on me. But the game is so boring even without the Gambit system, which the Gambit system, just to break it down really quickly, is you can set your parameters... Yeah, you can, you can set your party to do different things depending on what's going on. So, like, you can set your healer to heal the party if their hit points go below a certain percentage or something like that. So, you can actually set that to your main character as well. Mm-hmm. So, I will be watching YouTube on my phone while playing the game with one hand on the controller just running around on four times speed, which I have not done on any other Final Fantasy game. Like, I just want to get through this game. I'm 30 hours in. I asked John how far I am. He says I'm about the halfway point. Uh, what was the name of that town, John, that I told you I was at? The weird-sounding town? The Mount Bur Amises. Yes. Okay, so that got attacked or whatever by people who want a stone or something. That's where I'm at. Uh, the dungeons pissed me off. Um the combat pisses me off. The leveling up is really cool. I do I do like that. But it's also the thing where I I feel it's too much at me at once, especially when uh, I'm playing the Zodiac Age edition where you can pick two classes mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to figure out which class I want to pick for who and then you have the the the, the summons which I I think they call them the uh uh not ethers. I forgot what they call it. They're basically summons. But only one character can pick them on their their level up screen. So then I'm worried about okay, who's going to get this this summon and who's going to get this. So like I'm so paranoid, and at the same time I'm like I don't care. I just want to get through this game. I don't care about the story because the story makes no fucking sense. It's just boring as fuck. Like I'm actively like I cannot wait to play thirteen, and that I don't think I've ever said in my entire life. Even when I started this journey, I was like, man, thirteen is going to be a it's going to be a slog, but yeah. uh, here we are. So, was your boy right or was your boy right? I, I warned you. <laughs> I warned you. I like people, and I'm like Googling. I'm actually, I am I put in the Google search, I'm like, why does 12 suck? And it's just people going, well, 12 doesn't suck. 12 is really good. The story is, you, you, you just don't have the IQ to play. And it's like, shut up, dude. Okay? I get it. It, it changed the way the game played, but God damn it. It's terrible, and I don't care what you say, it sucks dick. So I've also been playing uh, other greater games. Meanwhile, I'm like pushing this to the side because I don't want to play it. Uh, me and my wife started up uh, new to Game Pass called Visage. That game is terrifying. Holy fuck. So I'm playing it, and my wife's watching me play it. And we got all the lights off because it's, you know, it's still October. It's October. It's middle of October right now uh, when we're recording this. So started this up last week and I am like actively getting terrified while my wife's sitting next to me uh, in the pitch ass dark. So you are in this house and you start off in this like, I want to say it's kind of like a worshiping room. Uh, You got a whole bunch of candles lit around. Uh, You got these. Like an altar kind of a thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you start off in this room, and then you turn around, and you enter your house, and it's a normal-looking freaking house. It's a very humongous house that is very easy to get lost in, 
But then you you start walking and the game, like you start walking down this hallway and this light bulb goes out. And it's like, be careful if you're in the dark too long, your psych meter starts going up and shit starts happening. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Let me go ahead and fix this light bulb real quick because you, you can find light bulbs scattered throughout the house and you can fix these lights. As you would in a normal house. Of course. So how many redheads does it take to change a light bulb? Well, I, just one because it's only one player. And in this house, my wife doesn't go up on ladders, so it's just me fixing the fucking light bulb. So you can tell how many times we've gone in the dark in this house because my sanity's already shot. Mm. Got him. So it start, like, you, you get past that. It's trying to teach you the mechanics of the game, and then weird shit starts happening. You, you have this cloth kind of like over a mirror, and you pull the cloth down. Nothing's fucking there, okay? Sounds, sounds dumb. For somehow, they made it terrifying. Nothing like there's no mirror? There's, like, literally, imagine uh, a cloth draped over a mirror. You pull the cloth down, there's literally, it's just empty air. So, your psych, your crazy meter starts going up off that, so you have to go stand in the lights real quick. Mm. But I found out that if you stand in one spot, even if you're in light too long, shit starts going off, like the radio will start turning on for no reason. And the one that got me, it got me like five times. And it's the same jump scare every time. Was I went into like a little boy's room upstairs. And there's this grandfather clock. Well, I would go out of the boy's room and there was this mirror that you can look in that showed what your next objective was. So I would sit there and I'd like, I would like pause it. But the pausing is very weird. The pausing is kind of like alien isolation where if you pause it, it takes three seconds for it to actually pause. And it'll say, it's like, hey, it's not paused yet. You got three, two, one, and then now. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, Joe, what are we supposed to do? And then this fucking grandfather clock goes off, scares the shit out of me. Every time. This game is so terrifying. I've already got chased by some old lady. She beat me to death. Uh, There's very limited inventory space. Like, everything about this game is meant to invoke fear. And so you can carry around a little uh, flip lighter, the Zippos, that mm. runs out of uh, lighter fluid, and it doesn't tell you when. It just all of a sudden the guy's like, "Oh, it doesn't work anymore." Uh, you can carry, you can find candles, and you can put candles throughout the house, and you can light the candles, and your psych meter goes back when you're in the candle light. But you can't carry the candles anywhere. Like once they're lit, if you pick them up and move them, the, the flame goes out. So that doesn't count. Uh, you have to carry around light bulbs. You have little sanity pills that you can take. So I'm like loading up. You can carry five items. I have five sanity pill bottles. And my wife's like, no, you need, go get the candle. And I was like, well, I need the sanity pills because you're driving me nuts. <laughs> this is my solution. Don't fuck <laughs> my solution. <laughs> so that that game's a lot of fun. Can't wait to my wife's off work so we can play it again. What, what was the name of that game? That's called Visage. Visage. Yeah, uh, that's on Xbox Game Pass, and I went back and I played the original Doom because uh, that game, nice. uh, they Doom Two just celebrated its twenty seventh year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went back and played the original Doom. Big shout outs to Meyer Mind. He's a big Doom fan. I pretty much did it for him. What's up, Chuck? I fucking love Doom, man. What about you, Andrew? What you been playing? So you know, besides the regular two of Genshin Impact and Warzone. Um, I did play a little bit more Persona 2. 
And I think it's hard for me to get into it just because just like how you were saying with 12, like it's hard for me to grasp the story. And I mean, like I, I, I kind of get the, the gameplay, uh, it, the gameplay is fun. Like there's a lot of like strategy dynamics to it. And there's a lot, uh, a lot that you can kind of do around, like actively just fighting all the time. You can actually, you know, you can talk, you can interview, you can like interact with the, the demons that you fight against but you don't always have to fight against them. So that's why you can interact with them. And then sometimes you can recruit them or they'll just give you stuff in return, depending on their personalities and how you engage with them. It's a lot thrown at me at once that mixed with, you know, I can't remember the personalities and how I need to interact properly and this and that, as well as um, the actual, the way that the story is going. So I'm slowly and steadily working on that. I bought a really cheap game off of Steam called Isekai Quest. It's a very uh, weeb. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very like weeb degenerate uh, kind of match three strategy game or like puzzle game. So I beat that in two days. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Did you beat it or something else? So I, I beat it in uh, two days. So beat um, it, beat it. And I've also been playing, uh, I I finally, like, I've downloaded the install for it a while, but I finally, like, booted it up and started playing Pokemon Uranium, and that's kind of fun, too. It, it's weird, because, I mean, we're, Kevin and I are getting kind of hyped, because uh, me, him, and Mr. Sean are going to be, we already pre-ordered the Brilliant Diamond and, uh, what was it, uh, what's the Pearl, Shining Pearl remakes for Switch. Yeah. Um so to get into the Pokemon mindset again, I saw that Pokemon Uranium was a fun fan based game that was created <laughs> that was uh every time you say Uranium, <laughs> Kevin and I both just go, It's so close to Uranus. <laughs> like <laughs> We're all in our oh. mid thirties and we're so fucking immature that <laughs> we're just like come on, just, mess it up, say Uranus, say Uranus. You just really missed the planet, that's all. <laughs> But uh, there was uh, an issue that happened in the game where, like, a basically a nuclear reaction went off. In Uranus? Yes. So a lot of Pokemon have adapted to it, evolved from it, been created by it, and there's a new type besides, you know, fire, water, grass, all that. There's also a nuclear type, and that's being introduced, and... There's a whole bunch, like, it's all new Pokemon, so it's kind of fun. I've been playing around with that, too. Do they have any of the, uh, or, like, the original Pokemon? Not, like, the original 150, but, like, you know, the the canon Pokemon in it? I don't think so, because I think that would go more to copywriting. Hmm. Um, but, like, the three starters were kind of interesting. It was, like, there was a... a a black and red fire lizard that looked like uh um was it crocodile the crocodile one totodile and the one i got was a green cat that you know basically started out with leech seed as uh for its grass type and i forget what the the blue one was as well um oh so the they, they stuck they stuck with the the fire grass and water type as the intro uh, starters, yes. 
That's cool. And it's funny because your rival is like a kid that's just a little younger than you that kind of always looked up to you and thought that, you know, everything was going to go fantastic. And you know how you always, your rival always picks the stronger uh, version against your type. Well, mm-hmm. he picked the weaker type. And then <laughs> he was like, I, I picked the wrong one. I, I, I need the other one instead. And he starts throwing a fit when you beat him. And it's, it's an interesting and fun little story. So cool. Andrew, does uh, does Uranium have a counterpart? Kind of like all the Pokemon games that come out now, like Sun and Moon, Red and Blue. I don't think so. I haven't really uh, checked one out yet because it doesn't seem like um, Uranium itself has a, a, a counterpart or even that the nuclear aspect um, has its... I. I I looked it up and there was like the nuclear is good against practically almost all the types. And there's like one type that's like good against it. But I haven't seen anything that has like a, like a mirror counterpart to uranium. Hmm. Nice. Johnny boy, what you been playing? Um, I guess kind of just what has been, uh, my two games that, that I, uh, have been playing here a lot recently, so you, you guys know been been on the uh, Magic the Gathering arena, but uh, they've they've swapped out all the, the some of the uh, older um, sets for what's going to be the new standard going into next year. So some of my more powerful decks, like the the mill deck that I was talking about a couple episodes ago, there's some cards in there that are no longer. Uh, in the current standard meta, they're now considered historic, and I typically try to stay in standard because historic is everything from 93 to uh, like early 2021 now. And uh, yeah, that's historic's just, where you get into the the really good cheating kind of cards from way uh, back. Yeah, dude, you. I mean, there there are some cards from the 90s that are just oh my god, they are op. Um. I have not yet gotten platinum for this month, but I still have a few days. I've, I've had to rework some some decks, spend some wild cards, do some kind of budget versions. So I'm cranking them. I'm cranking the wins out. I'm currently still on gold status, but um, I need three more wins to get the platinum, and then I'll just sit on it and reap my rewards, and uh, that'll be fun. Also, still been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Everything I've said about that game previously. Ditto. <laughs> the game is the game is so damn good. Um I will say I uh I started playing The Last of Us Part Two again. This would be my third time into this game, and man, it still hits hard. That game is I mean, it split the fan base with what it did and kind of how the story plays out, but man, it is a great game. I absolutely love it. Um but I'm I'm still dedicated in getting Ghost of Tsushima done uh, before the end of the year. And once I finish Ghost, my plan is to replay Horizon. Uh, I, I feel pretty confident in my Skittles uh, that I can get that done before the end of the year and be ready for the Horizon sequel. Um, that is what I have been playing. So with that being said, I think it's time to get into our topic. So ladies and gentlemen, we have a pretty good topic, at least... I kind of think that we do for today. We're talking about games that we wish could have a remaster or a remake or maybe even a sequel because it never got one. And this is a uh, 
actually a topic switch because we were going to do kind of something different, but I switched it at the last minute because I'm an asshole and you are what you eat. So, Kevin, uh, would you like to get us started on uh, the first game you'd like to see remastered, remade, or sequeled, <laughs> if that's a word? No. Okay. Andrew, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, um, our intro and outro music are by Flessian Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, yeah, everyone. I'll, I'll start, man. Um, huh, what to start with? Let's. How about you guys want to start with sequels or remasters? Remasters. All right, so I told Andrew, I'm going to start off uh, a banger for Andrew's sake. I told Andrew before we started um, recording that I had a game that I really want to remake or remaster. I'm not sure how it would work, but I think it would be fucking awesome. Andrew, do you remember a Sega game where you used to build castles and shoot cannons at each other? Ah, yes. (laughs) The one that, you know, yeah. So there's this little game on Sega Genesis that was called Rampart, and the whole objective was well it had a single player story that was hard as hell single player was impossible still stand to this day but rampart had a two-player game where you could pick a map and then it was usually separated by a body of water like a lake or something and you had five spots you can start your castle and the very beginning you could pick one of those spots and the game would automatically build a castle for you and then you had to put in cannons into the uh inside the castle walls. So that would start, or I'm sorry, you would pick, place your cannons, and then you guys would battle each other by shooting cannons at each other. So me and Andrew, when we were young, we're like, well, we got to destroy the walls. Because that's, you know, if you destroy the walls and you if you haven't perfectly enclosed that castle, then it's not a castle anymore. And you have to start over from scratch. And if you can't if you can't repair the walls of that castle to create an enclosed area, the cannons inside cannot be used. Yep. So the way the game would work was you start out, pick a spot, it would build the castle for you, place your four cannons, battle, and then it would go to the building stage. And you had a minute to take randomly generated Tetris size pieces like it would have the L shape it would have the T piece it would have square all this stuff and you would have to build walls connected to your castle and as long as it was enclosed it counted as a castle it could be a 4 by 4 square which is the size of one cannon and it would count as a castle so as long as you had that you were good so you're fighting against time trying to fit all these tiny ass pieces in there you don't want to have too many pieces jutting inside your castle because then you couldn't fit enough cannons depending on how big your castle size was, depending on how many cannons you got. So that game was a lot of fun until I think it was me who figured it out. You could attack each other's cannons. So Andrew would go around and just mash the C button to shoot his four cannons against my outer wall. Meanwhile, I'm using my four cannons to shoot shoot his. his cannons. And I'm down to three cannons and then two cannons, and I'm just shooting pew. Yeah, one pew. And it's cool. It would have the little sound effect, pew. like the, the old school retro art, uh, retro sound effect where it was like pew. 
Meanwhile, you hear from my side. Like it was a goddamn rave. So Andrew eventually got pissed off at that game. But it's it's a lot of fun. Like it's it was for you, I bet. <laughs> but no, we we eventually made rules. We're like, okay, you can't shoot each other's cannons, or you can only shoot X amount of cannons or something. But eventually, your castles got so big because you it's literally a 50-50 split of the land, and eventually your cannons can encompass that entire area. So you would have thirty goddamn cannons. So you're just mashing the C button while you're moving your cursor around these people's bases. And eventually, if you hit the same spot on the walls too much, it would create craters, which couldn't build on that wall. So I feel like that game, or you could, like, it was very unique, and it was it was well done. Like it it was fun for us. And I forgot the best part. If you won, okay, this was this was based in like old school castle England times, it's like, like Renaissance. Yeah. So the best part was the enemy. Oh, well, I'm sorry, the person that lost would have their head in a guillotine and you would have control over the guy who pulled the guillotine. Oh, shit. The game wasn't over officially until you pulled the guillotine and you can be the person in the guillotine just mashing the A, B, or C button and they would make different noises. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for that game to come back and just... They don't even have to make it better graphics. Like, literally, just bring the game back. Sure, update the graphics. Make it online. Are you kidding me? I could play against... I could beat Andrew's ass and Rampart from mm. 500 miles away. Please, yes, bring it back. That, that sounds fun. I knew nothing of this game until you just described that. That sounds really cool. The two-player game was a lot more fun. Uh, when you played one against the computer... And you just had, like, you created your own base and you had an onslaught of, uh, like, as Kevin mentioned, the original map was, you know, it's 50-50. It's split in half for each person. Gotcha. But it's 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 about, uh, I don't know, 60%, uh, 65% if you're just one person near a body of water. Okay. And you have a bunch of oncoming ships, like little boats, and you have to stop them from... Their boats coming across. Some of them will shoot at your castle. Some of them will actually board the land. And then you have troops coming towards your castle. You have to destroy those troops. When I say that the difficulty against the computer was like outrageous. Like hard? Hard, you mean? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Like it, it was. I preferred having my cannons getting shot by Kevin than to try to play it one player. <laughs> Jesus. One player, I've made, I've made it like three levels in because they had ships and they would bring like people and they were moved so fast you couldn't shoot the people and they were so tiny. It was, fuck, so fuck the single player. Hmm. Uh, Andrew, do you, do you have a game that you would like to see remastered or games? I'm actually really happy because there's been one that I've been wanting and correct me if I'm wrong, I may be wrong, but uh, isn't KOTOR getting redone? Yes, it I is. mean, it I, was, I'm, yeah, it was shown at the the PlayStation uh, showcase uh, dude, at the time I, of this recording. That was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Darth Revan and all of his glory on oh PS5 God, and Xbox Series X, man. Yeah, the amazing, the amazingness of Star Wars as an RPG, as a um, like build your own adventure kind of style, where you could go light, you could go dark, you could go neutral, you could. Uh, build blasters you could do your like specify with your lightsabers like just the yeah. whole diversity of it knights of the old republic yeah man it is uh, f- 
Super excited. So stoked. Yeah, dude, that's... You don't even have to be a Star Wars fan or nerd to have enjoyed that game. Like, I have a huge anticipation for that. So that's <laughs> that's going to be... It's going to be a good pull. Um, before we go further, and I start with mine, I guess for the listening audience, we should probably at least define kind of what is a remaster versus a remake. A remaster is literally just putting polish on an existing game, like a game from the PS1, PS2 era that then just kind of gets updated with HD graphics. A remake is literally taking the base game and kind of flipping it on its head. You're keeping the same characters, names, places, towns, all that stuff, uh, but kind of switching something. That's why like Fan- Final Fantasy VII Remake is literally a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Built from the ground up. The remaster just thinks Skyrim has been through three generations of consoles. Well, I mean, and it's the or, same game. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five that's been around longer than three my generations. Son. <laughs> of, exactly, three generations of consoles, and still the same game. Like, yeah. So, for a remaster, I would love, and Kevin already knows what game I'm going to say. It is Metal Gear Solid from 1998. You give me updated graphics of that game. Oh my shit, dude. That would be amazing. The one thing I would change, though, is I would I would love to see it done with graphics done for today. PS5, even PS4 would still look amazing. I would switch the overhead camera. Give me the 360 view third person because I feel like it would be very hard to play that game in that style with today's graphics i just i mean that's kind of what the feel of that game was in 1998 but you give me that game updated graphics keep the voice acting because it was freaking awesome i that would be another thing i would change if it were me i would actually do it all that voice acting via adr because the way that they recorded the voice acting for that game was david Hayter, who was the snake was in a separate room. Is Snake. Is Snake. Let's get get it. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. (laughs) Uh, And cue the Solid Snake impressions for the rest of this episode. But he was in a room reading his side of a script, and then the person, whether he was talking to Meryl or Otacon or whatever, that person was in another studio reading his part of the script. Like, no one was in the same room. And you could... There were parts within that game that you're like, oh, God, just the the inflection of the voice or this is supposed to be an argument or a time where they're laughing or they're angry or whatever, like th- those little nuances kind of get lost. Do that ADR with everyone in the same room. Oh my God. And update the graphics. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Day one buy for me. But John, what about twin snakes? Okay. Voice of public opinion. Um, Twin snakes sucks ass. <laughs> that game <laughs> was so dumb. <laughs> they, they took, they, they they took every cutscene from the original game and was like, you know what this cutscene needs? Seventeen more backflips, and that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what they did. We are in luck. Uh, Konami came out. They're like, you know, we finally listened to our audience. We're tired of putting out gotcha games and bullshit, and we're gonna do something with our three top biggest franchises, which are Metal Gear Solid. Sound Hill and Castlevania. Yep. People are really hyped. There's been a lot of rumors going around about Kojima maybe being part of Sound Hill, which goes back to the PT. He's come out and said it's false. Yep. 
here's hoping it's true because I played PT and that game is scary as fuck. Never beaten it because I'm too scared. I'm a bitch. Don't care. That game's terrifying. Um, would love to see Metal Gear Solid come back. It's going to be very strange without Konami involved in it. You mean Kojima? I'm sorry, Kojima, yes. I wish Konami wasn't part of it, but I I miss that series. Like yeah. five, is, 5 is awesome, but 5 feels completely different from 1 through 4. Yeah. 5 was like, ah, I really love this. I'm not going to play through it again. Yeah. Silent Hill 2 was my jam, dude. Silent Hill 2 was amazing. And that actually leads me into what I want to talk about next that I want to remaster is, or remake, remaster, whichever you want, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill 2 and 3 had an HD remaster. Yeah. It was utter shit. The people that made it, uh, so it was obviously Silent Hill 2 and 3, what they did was they they took the fog, which was meant at the time to kind of like hide anything the game couldn't, like the PS1, uh, PS2 couldn't handle at the time. Right. And they got and they got rid of it. Well, I got rid of like almost all the scary shit in the entire game. Like the, the fog was meant as kind of a graphical thing, but it added so much stuff to the atmosphere of Silent Hill. And when they took away the fog, it literally got rid of all the scary factors of the game. And they also went and redubbed all of the spoken lines. Uh, they did uh, the spoken lines, and for some fucking reason, they took the Silent Hill sign and they made it Comic Sans. Yeah. I don't mean, someone, some intern who knew he was getting fired was like, hey man, watch this shit. And he fucking did it. It's going to be in the game. <laughs> and it's in there. And they never updated it. The PS3 version got an update. It's still shit. The Xbox 360 version never got an update. It's even shittier. So... And, P- and the PS1 never got an update. I went through and I played a little bit of Silent Hill 1 uh, to test my, my mod to PS1. And I forgot how terrible that game... Well, it looks terrible on modern TVs because of the dithering effect that PS1 games are well known for. And they they never updated the animations of... The, the lip flaps like uh, Troy Baker is a talented voice actor. He's Joel in the last of us. He's uh, he's, he was um, two face. He was Joker in in the, in a couple of the, the later Arkham games, uh, Bioshock infinite, like d- dude's incredible, right? Like he caught so much shit for the lip flaps and stuff. And I'm like, dude, th- that's not on him, but <laughs> they, sh- they should have animated better. You know, if you're going to remake a game, like g- go all in, don't just go halfway. <laughs> Man, I, I would, I would love to play like I, the, the funniest part to me of PS one, uh, Silent Hill is their feet. For some reason, they look almost like duck feet. They're super long, they're super flat, and they, the way they run is just ridiculous. But like I said, the worst the worst effect they have on modern TVs is the dithering effect, and it looks god-awful on any HD TV. It, just, it yeah. literally looks like X's all across the screen, which had a purpose on, you know, boob tubes and, you know, 480p stuff. But when you upscale it to 1080p, it just, it, it looks loses like the shit. effect. It, yeah, it looks like shit. When you're talking about the the fog and how they took the fog away, that's the same as what everybody does like with a lot of even the newer games with the dark. 
Mm. Like whenever it, there's too much darkness around, it's the unknown. And that helps to instill the fear factor. If you don't know what's there, you can't control it. So the fog helped with that. The yeah. darkness will help with that. Like you were talking about with the other game where you have to light candles, run around and light candles. Well, because, you know, the darkness attracts what you don't want. And that could be spiritual, physical, or uh, mental and emotional with the fear aspect. I think, not not to get off too much subject, but I do, you, listening to last week's episode, you guys know I love my horror. And I think that's what a lot of games slash movies forget about is how much your own mind can fuck with you. And it's right. it's these it's these games and these movies where they don't show you and they like, you know what? Let's have the perfect CGI. Let's let the fucking person watching it or playing it let them imagine what's going on there. Saves right. us millions of dollars and I mean all it takes is just a little a little subtlety of subtext and actual background music like a lot of movies um will actually have like a heartbeat that mm-hmm. is very subtle in the background noise, but you'll hear it and then it'll, it'll start to get faster and you're hearing it and you're starting to get like, yours oh, are starting to get faster shit. a little too. Like, Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. That'll stay inside. Uh, Andrew, what's your, what's your next, uh, what's your next game that you'd like to see remastered or remade? So a lot of a lot of games are coming through on the Switch now, especially for like N sixty four. Like, oh, now you can do like emulator kind of stuff, and you can like pick up these games and those games. But Mario Kart has really withstood the test of time and been able to go from Super Nintendo all the way up to Switch, even using the portable game systems and then having their own games. But me and Kevin played a lot of Diddy Kong Racing back for the N64 and that had such a different aspect to the way that you're able to race and fight and like go through everything and I think that that would be a fun remaster on the Switch it would bring life back to the series again it may even like help emphasize something else but it was a fun racing aspect that's basically currently just dominated by that genre style that funny racing cartoony is just dominated by mario kart right now yeah i mean they they brought back what uh crash racing yeah mm-hmm. yeah ctr crash team racing yep yeah remastered but mm-hmm. uh i i'd like to see diddy kong racing yeah i wish that game wasn't such a pipe dream but much like a lot of n64 games especially goldeneye it's that it's that rare property that's just in developer limbo like we diddy kong racing obviously had a lot of nintendo characters but rare owns nintendo i'm sorry uh xbox owns rare now so ever since they took over it's everything's kind of like goldeneye we we had the the remake remaster i think it was remaster on on the wii right yes and it was like it felt completely different yeah yeah so I don't think we'll ever officially, even with Nintendo announcing their new online N64 stuff, I don't think N64 will be on there, all because of Microsoft owning Rare now, and they haven't done they haven't done much with it, which is upsetting. Yeah, 
I, I feel like they're missing an opportunity, but maybe they're just trying to put their efforts somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I, I have a game here that kind of falls in the, I want to see it remade, and then I'd also like to see a sequel to it. Um, and I don't know if you guys were familiar with this game back in 2010. It was a PS3 game that was called Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Do you guys know this game? No. I think I know the name, but... So it was it was an anti-circus game. The... Um, the, the actor, Andy Serkis. Like, this was the, the second game that he did with Ninja Theory. The first one he did was called Heavenly Sword. That was, like, the female with long red hair. There you go, Andrew. That had the two sword things. Um, Add to games to play. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Redheads I love. <laughs> um, so the, the, Ninja Theory did Heavenly Sword, which is, like, a PS3 kind of launch title. And then oh, their that game was amazing. Heavenly Sword was awesome. And and Andy Serkis was in that game. He was the bad guy, King Bohan. And then he wrote and was the um uh he, he did some more voice acting for this game. Or he was the main good guy in this. So he was the protagonist. His his character name is Monkey. This game had kind of like a devil may cry, God of War style kind of combat. And Monkey's like um main attacks were like he had this kind of doohickey on his wrist that was like a collapsible like um staff and so you'd just be running you wouldn't see it but then when you went to attack it would like kind of come out of this little thing on his wrist and then he would just beat the shit out of guys and then you had um this this girl that was kind of accompanying you too um i'm forgetting her name at the moment it was like tish or something like that i, I don't remember but um th- this game was awesome it looked beautiful on ps3 and I'd love to see it remade, and then I'd like to see it have a sequel because the game was just phenomenal. The the story that you go through, the the environments, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic type of thing, which is kind of my deal. I love those games. Um, so, yeah, this game was kind of ahead of its time. I love the combat. I love the story. It, it was it was such a fun game to play. My only complaint was that it was so freaking short. It only took like four or five hours to beat. So I'd love to see it get like a remake that would add some some more meat to the bone and then a sequel to it because it was just so fun. I'd like to hop back into that universe. So yeah, that's that's one for me. Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Kev, do you have do you have any more on the uh remake remaster? Yeah, uh looking at my list, it's like I'm kind of in the same realm with you where a lot of um, the games I want to get remastered or remaked are also just left in the dust where I want yeah. them to make a new one, hoping... And it, it, that's what I feel like a lot of remakes, remasters, HD remasters kind of like fall in. It's like, okay, well, maybe if we make this and it's popular, we'll work on a new one, which is just a pipe dream. Uh, which, by the way tangent but very important to me that pisses me off was metroid dread came out recently Mm -hmm. yeah i have no problem downloading roms whatsoever i own four different ever drives i've modded three of my consoles to play roms but they're all old consoles they're not games that are easily buyable on the internet or on some kind of e-shop or something to play I'm not going to mention the website because they're fucking trash, but very popular reviewing website came out, reviewed Metroid Dread, the new one, 
and Metroid hasn't had well they had it they had a they had a HD remaster a few years ago of the Game Boy game uh Metroid 2 but fans have been waiting for Metroid Prime 4 and they've been waiting for anything new this game has been in development Metroid Dread has been in development for I think 10 years Jesus this very well-known company came out and was like this game's awesome it plays really well on emulator and that's their review bro if you if you love games you have to buy them for them to make money if you wanted to download it to try it out okay if you've already bought it and you want to play it on your PC okay just don't be telling people date day 1 on your review hey don't bother buying this game of a dead franchise that they'll never remake or make another game because you can just download it for free and play it perfectly. Like, that that pissed me off royally. Like I said, I'm sorry for the tangent, but that was... that They got copyright straight by Nintendo because of that. It was, it was amazing. You know, normally I'm against Nintendo copyright strike because they do some really questionable stuff, but when I saw that, I was like, fuck yeah, mm. fuck them. Sounds like that website might rhyme with IGN or Kotaku. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> it definitely wasn't the one that rated uh, Pokemon Sapphire too low because there was too much water. It was the other one. As far as games, going back on topic. Sorry, I get very passionate about some things. Uh, going back on topic of games that I want a remake, remaster, or a sequel is one that me and John have talked about before, and me and John love to death. John, on the count of three, say the name with me. One, two, three, PsyOps. PsyOps. Let's go, baby. I'll edit that Mm. future so it sounds like it's more in sync. PsyOps is amazing. It's a PS2 game, also out on the Xbox. You play this military dude with psychic powers who has the power of telekinesis, um, what's the flame power called? Pyrokinesis. Pyrokinesis. Mind that drain. Makes sense. Yep. John, go ahead, please. You know names of stuff I don't. Please <laughs> tell the people about how awesome this game is. Um. Oh my God. So yeah, I think I, I think I have talked about this. So you you play this like ex military guy named Nick Scryer who was part of this um special like ops unit that was with psychedelic powers and as these stories typically do you go through a procedure you end up getting amnesia and then you have to relearn all the powers and then you're kind of working against the people who you used to work for because just shit's gone awry and when you learn these powers oh my god you're just such a bamf man you are a badass motherfucker and um the story of this game is absolutely incredible each boss fight that you do kind of centers around a different style of the uh the psych power so like you have a a guy in here who is like the master of telekinesis so you have to use your um pyrokinesis or you're trying to mind drain him which kind of sucks out like the life essence of of the guy and all these things like oh my god this game was so ahead of its time oh and then if the psychic powers weren't enough you also get assault rifles and shotguns and pistols and rocket launchers like it's halo with psychic powers <laughs> it is 
absolutely phenomenal. And I know that Kevin, I think we talked about the ending of this game before. <laughs> I was just I was just about to go into it. I was like, and the reason why we want a sequel so fucking yes, bad. Go ahead. Is because go ahead. when you beat this game, this general, if I remember correctly, it's been a quite a long like I, I remember running this game from Blockbuster. It's been that long ago. Yeah. But I remember the main bad guy getting lifted off by like a helicopter inside this like subway kind of like uh, area that's been had the, the 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 roof caved in or something. He he f- flies away. Screen fades to black, and it says this story will continue in psyops too. Guess what? There never was one. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's 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 basically kind of what you said. But like you you're you're in that final boss battle with the general. You're in like this domed area. It's kind of like a it's almost like uh like a chapel, like a church kind of a thing. Mm. Helicopters blow the roof off literally at the end like this is all post scene shit that's happening as the final boss battle is done. Helicopters come in, you're on the run with your your like girl you know um god what's the romantic interest there we go. Um and they're firing at you and then it's like to be continued and you're like oh my god I can't wait for the second game and then per usual with Midway because Midway just asses everything up there never was a sequel and my god man the game was so good it was overshadowed by other games that came out in 2005 like God of War um, and uh, yeah oh my god I'd love to see a remake of that game it was a very pinnacle of gaming at that point, if I do say so myself, having played for quite some time, obviously, yeah. uh, PS2 era was pretty godlike when it comes to any genre, honestly, except for yeah. maybe RPGs. I think PS1 might take the RPG cake. Yeah, there was there was another power. I don't remember what it was called. It was like astral drain Projection? or something. Yeah, where. You could you could literally have like an out of body experience, and it would last for as long as you had your psych power like up, and you got to be stationary, and then you got to actually like walk through a door and see how many bad guys are in the next area, and see like as always any barrel that could explode was like red and would say danger or have biohazard or something. And you got to kind of you got to make up a battle plan for the next room right as long as you were in this power and then you would dial it back and go okay there's five guys there's three barrels i got a an assault rifle i only have half my psych power so cool let's go blow some shit up i'm gonna you know like you got to kind of formulate a game plan is what i'm saying that was a pretty cool power um or a view or clairvoyance clairvoyance was like you could see what the enemy was going to do or something like that yeah and that you had one where you could yeah you had one where you could also follow enemy footsteps like it was that was kind of neat that's aura view yeah 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 i'm just gonna have to replay it and then and then you could do you could do mind control you could actually like have a guy shoot himself or shoot his buddy next to him which is fun too bad ass kev that's a that's a great pull i absolutely love it and i knew you know, before we recorded, we were kind of going over our list. We knew that between Metal Gear Solid and PsyOps, those two were going to definitely be covered. So, Andrew, do you have you have uh, your next game that you'd like to talk about? I do. And <laughs> mine's mine's from the back, like the uh, the Game Boy Advance and uh, Nintendo DS era. It's called Golden Sun. <sighs> OK, I'm unfamiliar with this. 
it did make it did make a sequel. It did have two games, and they were both fun. Uh, basically, what it did, it was kind of like Pokemon, but the you're the one doing the battling. You are the one that's working to find and control elements, and these spirits that you can find around if you're like uh actually searching around the map well enough you can actually find these spirits and oh you just found an earth spirit or you just found like a water spirit that can help um take these puddles of water on the ground and make them into ice columns that then you can walk across them once you get up to the second floor and then you're solving yeah so you're like solving puzzles using the elements and also fighting with the elements of these uh, um, spirits that you can find. And then, like, dude, it was a fun game. And it, uh, they only had it, like, back for the uh, the Game Boy Advance Nintendo DS era. And I've got, I've got Golden Sun 1 and 2 for... Game Boy Advance. Yeah, for Game Boy Advance. And, like, the, it was fun. I heard the DS one was pretty trash. That sounds pretty cool. I, 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 that probably was what killed it. So it's like it's like an elemental puzzle solving game. Yeah. Slash RPG. Slash yes. RPG. Because okay. you cause you battle. Like you would go oh, okay. you would you would go into different parts of the game and you would have random encounters. For the time, Andrew, back me up here. That GBA intro into the battles where they would have like the side swiping screens where the the good guys would come in from the right bad guy was coming to the left and they would have like the the battle animation it was fuck it was fucking awesome yeah dude it was it was it was great and it was uh yeah it it was great i i thought it was good and it definitely deserved a better uh better chance than it got with i'm i'm even looking at some of the what looks like the gameplay from the ds versions like it just looks it it looks like uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles kind of characters, which is it's kind of like that's what the DS was for some things, but I don't know if that like kind of mock up or that 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 method kind of helped kill it. Hmm. I think it was one of those or another uh, one of my theories where it just came out too late because that came out like Golden Sun was in the the middle of the GPA maybe. Yeah. Uh and. I feel like the Golden Sun for the DS came out pretty late in the DS, and that's quite some time because that GBA survived a long time, like year, like I'm talking maybe eight years. The GBA survived. That's pretty long for a handheld. The GBA was amazing. Like yeah. you have to understand, Nintendo. This was before, obviously, before the PSP. Nintendo held handhelds no problem. They had, I think, they had. Reading an article recently, I think Nintendo with the Game Boy, uh, original Game Boy, they had like ninety eight percent of handheld, uh, across the board. Like well, because had they it, had so much originality, they had a much better screen. The battery life was easier, and they had a lot more variety of not only the consoles themselves but the games that came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're able to go from you know a Game Boy to a Game Boy Color to a Game Boy Pocket to a Game Boy Mini or, or Micro, and then you're then you go to the Game Boy Advances and then the the SPs. They they made so many different like variations and kept it alive. 
I had no idea there were that many different iterations of Game Boy. My gosh. Oh, my God. They had the original Game Boy. Then yeah. they came out the Game Boy Pocket, which was vastly superior. Went from four double A's to two triple A's. Better screen. Um, better music. Like, the, the sound quality was better. Then you went mm. to the Game Boy Color. Then you went to GBA. Then you went to the GBA SP. Then you had GBA Micro, which is extremely rare nowadays. Very tiny. It's only like this big. Yeah, it Jesus. is. Like, you know that little coin pocket that you have in like your the right side of your pants? It would fit in that. That wow. was the selling point. It was like every every commercial or every ad was like it could fit in your fucking tiny pocket. Like this thing was, and it had uh, interchangeable faceplates. Yep. Uh, and then after that, finally came the DS, which was insane. I remember getting my DS. My dad got me and my sister... Uh, DS when it first came out, the first iteration of the DS, which by the way, sucks dick. And I'll tell you exactly why it sucks dick is it came with a Metroid Prime demo. And I remember sneaking into my parents' room pre Christmas, sliding that little sticker off, opening that bad boy up, playing my DS in like November. But the problem with that DS was you had your D pad on the left. Obviously, you had your uh, four face buttons on the right. Yeah. Guess what was right above the D-pad, John? I want you to guess. The start button. I don't know. The power button. The power button. Oh, fuck. So if your thumb, and I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like a foot above it. I'm talking centimeters above the D-pad. Your fat ass thumb went too far north. Your game turned off. It was the worst decision they ever. They changed it eventually to be on like the side of the DS, but that was that was the worst part of that. How the mm. fuck did we end up starting talking about that? Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Great pick, Andrew. By the way, that hands down amazing pick. We're gonna reel it back in here. I guess the next game that I will talk about, and I'm sure Kevin, as the voice of public opinion, will probably mention. This game has already had a remake, and it was good. I've still played it, and I do enjoy it, but I'd love to see it get an actual... It got a remaster. I'd love to see it get the remake that it's one of its sister games got. I'm talking about Final Fantasy X. I'd love to see it get an actual full-on remake. Give me the updated graphics. Give me the a better battle system. The battle system in Final Fantasy X was awesome for PS2. You could swap out all your party members and, and get all the XP and all that stuff. But, man, you give me the updated graphics. You give me better ADR for the voice acting and all that stuff, which they had professional voice actors do all that stuff. And, and I mean, laughing scene aside, actually, I'm kind of a... I, 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 do, I, I don't know. I, I'm a defender of the laughing scene. It's meant to be cheesy. Anyway, um, man... If if they could do what they did with Final Fantasy VII Remake and make that game... Because, you know, I'm one of those weird guys who never really, like... I just... I don't know. Final Fantasy VII was not a game that, like, was important for me. Maybe because it was the third Final Fantasy game I played. I just didn't connect with it as much as a lot of people do. Apples and oranges, people like their whatever Final Fantasy game. I am very partial to to ten. I, I love it. It was the fourth game that I played in the series, but it is by far my favorite game. I'd love to see 
it get the remake experience, kind of redo it in, in a way that was, you know, that they did for Final Fantasy VII Remake, kind of maybe make a couple of story tweaks because there are some sh- there's some shit in that game that just doesn't add up. You know, like the whole syntoxin thing is only talked about like two times and then never brought up again because you're near sin for the rest of the fucking game. And it's like, well, what what happened to the whole syntoxin and it makes you high and talk all funny like that shit never happens you know so i'm just spoiler alert you just didn't really know you were high the whole time probably i don't know how that's happened because i never smoked pot well that's why there was magic and you know spirits and there wasn't really ghosts you were just high the whole time yeah sure um but yeah i dude i'd love to see final fantasy 10 10 get that and then on top of that make a a better like playable version of Blitzball that's not like 20 second long animations for every goddamn thing like make it fuck it give me underwater madden i'd be i'd be happy <laughs> do something like mix madden with like rocket league there you go you you keep it like you have the fun strategy of madden but you know you keep it I can't say simple because Rocket League is does look difficult and I could not do the right jumps if I even tried. But it's it's contained. I mean, just get, let the ball run around in the water and do the strategy as you need to. Like that that mix Madden and Rocket League. Boom, blitz ball. All right, the whole time I've been talking, Kevin has been biting his tongue and smiling his ass off. So go ahead, Vopo. I have so much to say about Final <laughs> Fantasy X, and I feel like we could probably make a whole episode about it, so I, I won't say anything. <laughs> Go ahead, much. shit on my favorite no, Final no, no, Fantasy. No, 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 no. I, love, I, I love Final Fantasy X. I'll say that I did use the timer trick in Blitzball. Like, your check shot takes 27 seconds, and your boy fucking used it up every single time. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but the one thing I'll say, uh, and save the rest of it for a later topic, is the reason why I was laughing during the whole time John was talking was it, every time I beat a Final Fantasy, there's this cartoonist named Rab Tunes, and he makes these uh, funny cartoons about every single Final Fantasy. So every time I beat the game, I'll watch the Final Fantasy because there's obviously spoilers in it. But the Final Fantasy X one talks about the Syntoxin, and it's just Titus uh, going around either like stealing shit or touching people's tits, going, oh, since toxin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know what, that fits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's a good pick. I don't I don't know how it would work with updated battle system, kind of like Final Fantasy VII remake had. Cause I feel like ten ten was a perfect Final Fantasy to me. It was it was amazing. Everything about it, the, the the battle turn system was awesome. Sure. I I think that I think sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that they could kind of combine Final Fantasy 7 remake and what they do for Final Fantasy 13. Like make it a live action battle system. You can see your enemies, all that stuff, right? And then what they what they did for 13 with the with the paradigms, right? Like you can have Titus be your time mage, Yuna be your white mage, um Lulu be your black mage, right? You can kind of have the defined characteristics and roles, but then you could also do the Final Fantasy VII remake where, like, you have your three-person party, no matter who out of the three it is, 
everyone still collects the XP and the AP, you know, and then you can still, um, you know, you can still upgrade everybody because everybody would get the, get the stats and points. That's how I would do it. But I am also not a video game maker or creator. Not yet. Dun, dun, dun. Story for another time. <laughs> so my my next game that I kind of feel like deserves a remake has come back in a very strong way and I'm very happy about, but I would love to see the first, even second uh, iteration of the, the series come back is Hitman. Mm. The new, Ooh. right? The new Hitman trilogy uh, that came out on, I think it started on the very end of Xbox 360, maybe started on Xbox One. It's been out for a little bit. They're amazing. But Hitman 1 and 2 on the PS2, for the time, very, very advanced. Yeah. Now, very, very dated. I would love to see them remake that story with the 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 current style of Hitman. They're still very playable games, but I just feel like the stuff that they've added into the new Hitman games could definitely benefit the old school Hitman 1 and 2 games. Because Hitman 2, I fucking loved. I, I would play a game over and over again trying to find the best ways to sneak into bases, kill people, steal their costumes... Well, I guess not costumes, but their actual clothes. It's not <laughs> Halloween. It's not Halloween for them. It's close to Halloween for us, <laughs> not them. But no, it was it was really cool. And honestly, I could just I could just take expired pasta sauce cans and beat the fuck out of somebody over and over again, like I did in uh, Hitman One. The Pope himself, Pope Mobile and all, the Pope Mobile would explode if I threw a expired pasta can, a pasta can against it. Well, I mean, because isn't he uh, like, yeah, he's Catholic, but isn't he also part like Italian? Like he'd probably shit himself just seeing like, why are you wasting the good pasta? Bro, does it look like I've ever met the Pope? <laughs> Pretty sure I've like broken eight sins <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> You've never met the Pope and Andrew's never met anyone with an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has. He just hates the Italians. That's all. <laughs> Why? Why do we say that? By the way, tangent within a tangent. Italians. Ital. We don't say Itali as the country. Well, it's like italics. I say Italians. I just say Italians because I think it's the funny way of saying it. <laughs> but seriously, like Hitman One deserves the treatment of the Hitman One, Two, and Three of the newest iterations of it. They, I can't express it enough how well of a job they did. It, it's amazing. I can play through Hitman one, two, and three on the newest, you know, generation of it, over and over again. I remember playing uh, the Hitman Sniper Challenge over and over again. That could be a topic for another time too. Is like, well, the Hitman franchise did so well with its original iterations that it evolved as it went along. Well, if you were to do sequels or remasters or remakes of originals, would they then incorporate things from the newer parts of the franchise into a remake? Would, or would that just like take away from the original aspect, the original feel of it? That's where I feel like Twin Snakes got it wrong. They threw in the first person, made it too easy. Yeah. Uh, that top-down perspective was, was what made it difficult. Going into your next one, Andrew, I know that 
talking to you before the podcast that you've got a banger of one coming up. And I want to know your thoughts on that question for this game. So what's your next remake slash remaster? My next one, it, it goes back to something that you and me both play have played a lot and you've even gotten amazing world records on is some of the original Zelda games. The overview of Zelda one or even the 2D like style or the the side scroller style of the Zelda two. What if that was like remade into a a 3D style, an over the shoulder third person view like Ocarina of Time or um even like any of the newer ones, like say it was more Breath of the Wild, if you were to incorporate something like that, would people be more interested in Zelda 2? Because it's different, uh, because of its different style when it first came out, there were a lot of people that weren't that interested in it. It was either too hard or too different or too difficult. It wasn't even the style, it was just different. Yeah, right. Like the 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 way that the first one was, like uh, the colors, uh, the, the, the play style, like everything just like... It was entrapping. Like, the way the Zelda one drew you in, it was like, uh, it didn't have that same, like, pull for the second one. So, what if they were to try to redeem themselves? Or would they just bury themselves in a further hole by trying to remake or remaster it? Now, there there are a lot of people that love Zelda 2. Me, especially. I I slept on Zelda 2 for a very long time, and it was because it was so same. different. It was, it was because it was so different. It was a... It was more an RPG than an adventure. It still had the same core concepts of being able to adventure wherever the fuck you wanted. Um, you know, just just doing whatever the hell you wanted. It was it was amazing, and it was just because of the different style. And I think that I I hope that people are more open minded to that kind of game right now because I know a lot of people, especially you know younger people, have not played the original Zelda games. So I, I I'm right there with you. I feel I feel like the original Zelda one and two could greatly benefit from some kind of remake. Uh, I don't even know if it has to be for me personally. I don't even know if it has to be in the Breath of the Wild style. No, even if it's like an over, uh, like a third person point of view, just over the shoulder, kind of similar to um, Ocarina of Time. You know what I think would be perfect for it is if they remade it the same way they did Link's Awakening for the Switch. I think that... That was fun. That was a good one. For Zelda 1 would be amazing. I don't think it would work for Zelda 2. Zelda 2, I can definitely see Ocarina of Time, especially with the 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 side-scrolling events in Zelda 2 that, that take place after you encounter a battle, but I think Zelda 1 would greatly benefit from the, the Link's Awakening uh, remake that they did. I was going to say the hard part with like thinking about um, uh, an update to the side scrolling of the Zelda 2, it makes me always think of, um, have you ever seen any of the the pictures or the videos of what Mario looks like, like with his, like when you actually get that 3D perspective of him while he's in that 2D look, he can only go straight, but there are the bricks here and there's a turtle in front of him and then there's a Goomba and he has to do the jumping and I'd imagine they wouldn't keep that. I, I know what you're talking about. It's a mod where someone took the Super Mario Brothers World One Dash One and they made it into a first-person game. I would hope they wouldn't do that, and they, they would just make it into a Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask kind of style. Like you said, the third-person camera, over-the-shoulder perspective, and 
it wouldn't you know transition into a into a battle scene like an RPG. It would just be enemies right. on the screen that you can attack and 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 destroy. Right. But talking about that leads me into my next one. Not to ju- cut you off, John. I know you got some games to talk about, but it's all good, brother. All good. When Andrew starts talking about Zelda, you know your boy's you, got to fucking dude. Go. I'm, I get to see you guys, and it's just you guys are playing off of one another so well. Like I, I forget that I'm actually recording a podcast with you guys because you guys, like, obviously we're all just fucking geeks and nerds, and we can easily just start going on a freaking tangent about games. But I forget sometimes that you guys. Like that, that we're recording a podcast when you guys start talking about Zelda. I get completely lost in the sauce because I, I almost know next to nothing. I only ever played Zelda one. Um, but man, you get the passion that you guys have for Zelda between the two of you is like, I think Trump's even, even my and Kevin's love for like Metal Gear. Like you guys, you, you two Metal and Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear, you two and Zelda, man, are. My God, man! It's chocolate and peanut butter. It's just it goes together. <laughs> We're gonna make you a Zelda head before the end of this podcast. I mean, if you're making me try Horizon and everything else, like you can at least try other Zeldas. Yeah, I True. didn't make you try. I just suggested some non-shit <laughs> games for you to play. <laughs> Talking about non-shit games, uh, the game that I feel like could greatly benefit from a remaster. Talking about. Link's Awakening and how great that was because that, I, I love that game. That game has some of the, even being on Game Boy slash Game Boy Color with the DX version, has some of the best music in the Zelda franchise. Oh, hands down. Because that music was based around game uh, music. So you collected different instruments for the, uh, the Windfish and you had to wake the Windfish up by playing the fucking song. So when they remade that, it, it just worked. It, I, as soon as I saw the trailer for it and the different art style, people shat on it. I was like, no, this is the way it was meant to be played. What I really want, and it's 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 a pipe dream because it was made by Capcom. Unfortunately, they did a great job of it. But because of that, I feel like it's just never going to happen is the Oracle uh, 2 games, which followed the Pokemon series as in they had two different games, which is really weird, because they were two completely separate games, but in order to get the true ending, you had to both. I'm talking about, for the Game Boy Color, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages. Those games would be perfect with the Link's Awakening engine on the Switch. I mean, it's it's basically the same art style that they had from Link's Awakening to... Oracle games on the Game Boy Advance. I'm sorry, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. The same top-down view. Pretty much the same sprites, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Andrew? I think so. But those games... I don't I don't know what it's about those games. There's, people sleep on those games. And don't get me wrong. They're, they're loved, but they they often get forgotten. And I don't, I don't know if it's the age of them. I don't know if it's... I don't know what it is. I I think those games honestly are top five for me combined. Um, wow, that's high. That's high praise. <laughs> it, they they are they are amazing. And like I said, they're two completely different games. One game has you traveling through different seasons. Obviously, that's Oracle of Seasons. And then another one has you traveling through different times. Oracle of Ages. Mm. And you use those two mechanics to solve different puzzles in the game. Uh, obviously, like. Oracle Seasons, 
uh, you change the season to winter and all of a sudden there's snow piles that you can climb on top of to walk across certain areas. You change it to fall. There's spots where you can now jump over that were covered up before that you can walk across. Like they have all the different seasons. And then of course you have the Oracle of Ages where you have the past, present, future. Uh, actually, I think it's, is it just future and past? I can't remember because you were able to like see, oh, well, this this has been destroyed or this is like, you know, this hasn't been built yet. So you're able to go through this way. And didn't you leave like a little teleporting or like a little uh, like telepad on the ground that you can like step on and then revert back similar to Link of the Past? I know you had the tree stumps for seasons. Uh, I can't remember. I I don't remember ages that much for some reason, which is funny because age is the one I had. I remember you had That seasons. was the one you had because growing up, we had different colors. You, were you red. liked blue. I, I was, was red. That's right, man. So I had Pokemon red. You had Pokemon blue. I had seasons, which was in a red cartridge. You had ages, which was in a blue cartridge. But it's weird because these games had the old school password continue. So, oh, God. So what me and Andrew did was he bought Seasons, which was the red one. I bought Ages, which was the blue one. We beat it, and then you can you would get a password. We would swap carts, and then you would put in the password, and you would continue the game in the next game, and then you could finally get the true ending where you fight Ganon and stuff. Nintendo would make a killing on that because they would have to sell both games. They could sell both of those games at $60. Of course, people would be mad because people were mad at Link's Awakening. They're like, this game is $60. Blah, 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 blah. It's worth $60. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> These games would be worth $60 a piece, hands down. And I know it's hard to take that as church for me because I'm such a sell to die hard, but those games are amazing. And if you haven't played them, play them the best, easiest way you can. All right. I don't care if you have to go on a Wii U and buy them by the eShop. I don't care if you have to technically, legally download them. I don't, I don't care which way you do it. Just play them, please. And tell Nintendo. Tell Nintendo how much you love them to get their remake uh, happen. Very good points. I mean, because I definitely... I would buy a remake remaster. You you guys get into your Zelda, man. I'm telling you. That's awesome. I uh... Well, because there was so much, there was so much puzzle-solving and role-playing game aspects to yeah. it and strategy and growing up like it was fantasy it was mystical but it was engaging and it really made us think before it was like chess and checkers before we were even realizing we were doing something mm. like that and it was fun hello listeners this is john i'm still here yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for now for now um all right so like i think we could go ahead and maybe transition into sequels uh if you guys are down with that so Games that we wish had gotten a sequel that never happened. So my first one, uh, Kevin, you can again be the voice of public opinion. Um, this game technically had a sequel, but to me it's not canon, and it sucks the biggest donkey dick known to man. The game is Force Unleashed 2. That game was fucking terrible, and it still pisses me off. Because Force Unleashed was goddamn amazing. That game, you didn't even have to be a Star Wars fan. That game was, oh my god, it knocked your socks off. And if you if you geek out like I have, 
and have watched the behind the scenes footage where they're at Skywalker Ranch in George Lucas's house and their their motto for Force Unleashed was we're going to make a game where you can kick people's ass with the force. That was literally like the basis of what this game was and that's what it was. But then Force Unleashed 2 came out a couple years after Force Unleashed and that game was absolute utter shit. Couldn't you beat it in like nine hours? Yes, which leads me into my... Even less than that. I bought that game day fucking one at $60 or whatever the PS3 game cost at that time. This was 2010, I think, 2009. So whatever a full full price game was, 60 bucks. I beat that game. I was at GameStop when it opened at 10 a.m. and I was back at GameStop before goddamn lunch to... Turn back in that game. I beat it in an hour and a half. And they gave me, as GameStop typically does, pennies on the dollar. I got less than half of my fucking money back for that game. They knew that game was shit. <laughs> they knew that game was shit. I got like 20 bucks back that I then ended up putting in for like a a reserve on some other game. Oh my god, that game was awful. It, the, the story was shit. The game was shit. It played like shit. Everything about it was shit. So, Kevin, go ahead. Voice public opinion. It already had a, already had a re, uh, sequel. But, John, he had two lightsabers. He did have two lightsabers. Some of his attacks were cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna diss Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer was awesome. He came back and, and did the sequel. But man, give me an actual dedicated sequel with story with people who actually care about the story and care about making a good game because. Force Unleashed 2 was so fucking bad. Sorry. That is the end of my TED Talk. I'm off my soapbox. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> I'm right there with you. That game was, uh, that game was shit. And the storyline was terrible, especially compared to the first one. I wish there was more to say, but there's not that game. Well, they did so well with the first one. That's like, what I'm they brought saying. A concept because, because they were able to bring the concept of people wanting to do Star Wars, people wanting to do uh, force abilities and lightsaber and customizations and whatnot. They were able to yes. bring the people that were like lacking of experiences after KOTOR and just like, you know, wanted something else, something fresh. And they found it and they gave it to them. And then it's like, all right, dude, we made so much money. Let's throw out another one. Yeah. It, it I don't know how you fuck it up, though, because the first one had so much replayability, too. You could go get the the different suits for, for your guy, Starkiller. You could go get the different crystals, the different colors, right? You could get, um, you could continue to upgrade your powers, whether you were more light side, dark side. Like, oh, my God, there was so much replayability in that game. I played through it, like, no less than a dozen times because it was so good. I didn't care if I knew the story beats or whatever. The game was just fun to play. Not to mention the two endings. Not yeah. Not to mention the two endings was was cool, um, but yeah, that that second game was just utter shit. So, um, we have been talking so long. I forget who goes after me. Kevin, I'll just I'll pick you since you're on the top of my screen here. What what would be a, a game you'd like to see get a sequel that didn't? All right, I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about a game that I want to remake. Which got, well, technically got a remaster, which was utter dog shit. And Andrew, I'm going to need your help with this. You're going to know what I'm talking about as soon as I say it. All right. And I want you to get your octaves ready. All right. The game I'm talking about 
is 13. Yes. Came out on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. Recently had a remake. Was terrible. God awful. They they got rid of everything that made it amazing. If you guys ever watched the TV show Archer, imagine Archer meets Goldeneye. That's it. That's it. That's that's the game. It's comic uh, style graphics that meets Goldeneye first person shooter. What what more do you need? I mean, you would go and if you shot somebody with a headshot in the single player, it would pull up a comic strip because the whole game the whole game was based as a comic. And whenever you shot somebody in the head, it would pull up a little comic strip of three different actions, I guess. And say if you shot them with a crossbow, it would show their head, and then the next little square scene would show their head with a little crossbow about to fucking dig their ass into their head. And then the third scene would show the crossbow in their head. And as they fell from whatever fucking, like, wall they were patrolling, whatever, they would have the comic sands of, ah, like, fall down with them. It's just fantastic, like, comic book kind of style and, like, mm. uh. This, this game brings me so much joy. And it, the remake brought me so much depression that I had to get a psych, uh, psychologist, psych, uh, therapist. One of the, I bought several of them and they couldn't help. Okay, that's how bad this, the the remake was. But Andrew, what I wanted you to get your your <laughs> your throat game ready for was the multiplayer. So, <laughs> so what me and Andrew and a couple of the the neighborhood guys would play was the multiplayer on this fucking game, and there was one. I, the hunt. I, we had to talk about this before, but there's this game mode where you would hunt death, and you had to shoot him, and as you shot him, he would get weakened, he would get tinier, but if he touched you, you would automatically die, and you would lose all your weapons, and you would start back off with your fucking fist, and you had to go around the map, and you had to pick up your fucking knives, your grenades, your pistols, your submachine guns, all that. And he moved quick as shit sometimes. Oh my god! Too. When he got super tiny, he would be super quick. Was was so? Was he computer controlled or was this yes, a player? Yes, he was. Oh, okay. He was always computer controlled. Okay. And as he got tinier, he got faster. He looked like the Grim Reaper. He just like big black cloak. You know, he ran around with a scythe, and he just like he was looming. But then you started shooting at him, and then he just got a little smaller and the smaller. And you would get points as you shot him, and if you got like a lot of points if you killed him, and that's the whole point of the game. But the reason why it needs it. The reason why I need Andrew's help is because he would sing this fucking song as you hunted him. So, Andrew, do you remember that song that Death would sing as you fucking went around hunting him? I'll be honest. I'm looking it up right now to listen to it because I just I missed it so much. Like, like, are you sure it wasn't the give me $20, give me $20? I wish it was the $20, but this song tops that. No, he would. He would go around and I can't hit it. Let me let me let me top off real quick and clear my throat. Is it is it this high pitched? It's fucking high pitched. Oh, the smaller he got, the higher pitched it was. Oh shit! He would go around. I and put go it in Discord of the one. I'm a little scared now. I might have to take off my earphones <laughs> he would go, here. He would go around and go. <laughs> you can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's exactly he. You can't hide. 
Ah, and then just uh, like you hear him like uh, really loud and then he'll fade away because he's running away. And you're like, where the fuck did that just come from? And then you're running around trying to find him. And then you hear it like out of another. It's like a Scooby-Doo chase. Like you're trying to find death so you can kill him and get the points. And then you just hear this like goofy little. So so when he was like full grown, did he sound like Barry White? Or no, was it wasn't. Just... It wasn't that deep. It would still have like a higher pitched voice. You can't hide. No, it definitely wasn't that deep. But he was way like he was as big as your character was. He was slower, and his voice was deeper. But it wasn't like it was probably as deep as mine was. Um, no, that game deserves a proper sequel. And the reason why I say that is just like PsyOps. Andrew, me and you rented this game. We eventually bought it. And we never played the single player much. Like, I, I would play the single player. Audience knows you're not big of a single player guy uh, if it's not RPGs. I eventually played and beaten the single player. And the reason why it's called 13 is because, uh, if I remember correctly, there's 13 multi-millionaire bad guys, right? So you would go through the storyline and you lost your memory. And if I remember correctly, didn't it get played by, didn't the main character get voiced by uh, the guy from X-Files? Uh, David Duchovny. Which is really weird because I have an X-Files poster right behind me. I should know his name, but I'm terrible at names. It ended after you killed seven of the 13 bad guys. And that was it. Ended on a cliffhanger. So what happened to the other six? Same thing that happens. Bum, bum, bum. The, same thing that happens at the fucking bad guys in psyops. Mm. The, <laughs> Midway won. <laughs> they took our money and ran. Mm. Gotcha, bitches. That's a game that for me, I I would put money towards a Kickstarter or something to get a true remaster slash sequel. That's, That's a good cool. one. Yes. Andy Rue, how about you? You got a got a sequel you you like or would want to uh. To actually want a sequel, you would have to actually be required to finish a game. So there hmm. aren't many that I would actually... <laughs> no, actually, the one I was going to mention was Ke- was 13 from Kevin. <laughs> because I was looking at like my library and I was like, that that would be a good one. Because like, there was some fun memories. Like A lot of the other ones, like Halo's already getting its like, different uh, sequels and whatnot. Yeah. Fable, Fable was fun for the original Xbox and even up to the Xbox 360. They had uh, three in the series, and as mm-hmm. they got like more sequels, they actually started to um, increase the range of what you can do inside of there. As the RPG aspect, you know, you can eventually, like in the third one, you can you can have like you be either gender, you can uh, right. have a dog companion, you can have a like a house, a residence, or whatnot, like or a like you can buy a house it was something but there it that that was fun now if they were to kind of make that into something newer again to make it more modern all right that'd be fun uh i mean it's not remake or sequel or well, it's more remake than sequel like there is no there there's no elder scrolls 6 <laughs> they they need to stop yeah. redoing skyrim like yeah yeah, because that's just getting uh, that's just beating a dead horse. I I I have to agree with you there. I have to agree with you. I, th- I think there's no meat left on that bone. Like, <laughs> it's it's time time to just end that and come out with something new. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe they can't. They like they're the boards are f- empty. 
because they can't really think of anything good or come up with anything original because to be honest a lot of the things that are coming up now it's like if they're not a remake or remaster then it's hard to find an original concept because a lot of it's already been made up yeah or if it does come up as an original it's not necessarily an original it's just original to the new generation because they don't know of oh this this movie that is based off of in the 90s or 80s or you know this original atari game they're i mean yeah they're they're borrowing and drawing inspiration from stuff that's already in out in the world and in existence sure um well i i i have one here that i'm actually kind of uh i'm kind of passionate about and it was a game that i actually brought up during the last episode our spooky season episode so this game technically had a couple of spiritual successors but never one that was directly related to this game and the game is heavy rain phenomenal game and i talked about on the last episode just how the entire game you're kind of just on edge all four of the main playable characters that you can play can die at any moment and it affects the story um, I won't get into how that story ends, but it, there definitely was room there to kind of continue on or even set up different characters or characters related to the ones from the first game and kind of continue the story within that that city, within that world. I think there was definitely, um, I keep kind of using this metaphor, there was definitely some meat left on the bone. It could have lent itself to another story. Um you did have uh, Beyond Two Souls, which is made by the same company, but it's a different set of characters, different universe. Detroit Become Human was kind of the spiritual successor to that. Again, different characters, different world. But all those games kind of play and and feel kind of the same way. I would have loved to have seen Heavy Rain, though, get a, a sequel. There was a lot to that game that I just absolutely love. Um Andrew, I know you played it. Did you ever beat it? Negative, Ghost Rider. That's a, that's a wasteful question. Yeah. I'll take, you know, like, if Andrew was ever a contestant on Jeopardy, there'd just be one category. Games Andrew hasn't finished. <laughs> and then it'd be 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. I'll take Andrew. Why does that one category fill the whole screen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, I'll throw it back to you. Do you have a, a game that you would like to see get a sequel that was never made? There, I'll be honest, man. There are a lot of games that I, I think deserve a sequel, and I've given up the hope of ever giving a sequel. One of those is a game that me and Andrew played a lot, and, and I think the reason why we loved it so much, it was so reminiscent of... Legend of Zelda, that Mm -hmm. we just fell in love with it immediately. And it's amazing because it was very pinnacle at its time. It's a very, it's a 3D platformer of sorts along with action RPG elements. Uh, And that game is Landstalker. Landstalker was... Strategy, puzzle solving, uh, RPG... Fucking slimes that when you attacked would go... "Ah!" It, it, I mean, it had it all, honestly. No, Landstalker was very hard for its time because it tried to be 3D, but it was 2D at the same time. So you would have to do all these action platform jumps. 
uh, inside dungeons because you were like a, a thief or a treasure hunter, whatever he wanted to call himself at the time. But you would have these very, like, especially for the time, it was very common, but you would have these platforms that you had to jump in between that played tricks with your eyes, right, Andrew? Like, you would you would try to jump from one platform elevating up to one platform ele- elevating down, and it seemed like it was up, but really it was, like, up and right, and you would jump on that, and if you fell down, you'd have to start over again. It was very, it was very hard game. The hardest aspect of it trying of it being two D but trying to be three D is it wasn't just you know like up down left right. No, if you think about it, like uh, they took it like how Link to the Past is kind of like tilted, like the way that the the views are kind of tilted. They did it something similar to that, but think of it like someone took a compass and north is kind of at like uh one o'clock or two o'clock like they they took the whole screen so if you press up you're actually going like up to the right if you press left you're going up to the left like they 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 took the whole thing and kind of shifted it so when like kevin was saying if you had a platform that you're trying to jump to you would think oh naturally that'd be here but you would also think oh if it's just up you know i could just press up no up takes you northeast left takes you northwest so it's it's that that kind of played a little tricks on you too as well as the visual aspect but there's so much of the actual story and 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 the methods of the strategy that good 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 pick to be to be fair though that game wanted to be legend of zelda so hard so hard the main character was a blonde haired dude with a sword who had elf ears and long blonde hair you could collect money to buy hearts to upgrade your health. Uh, you got upgrades to your sword. Um, your sword, your sword can uh, charge up, glow, and then do an attack. You would, you could upgrade your sword to do more damage. You had to explore in dungeons to find treasures and stuff like that. You had a little fairy who helped you. Like wow. this game, this Straight game wanted off. this game wanted to be Zelda so hard, but it did it so well for a, a system that honestly didn't have much of an RPG slash art action RPG. They came out with some of them, but it was just like they were so rare to find. Uh, Beyond Oasis, Fantasy Star, um, Fantasy Star four and three. No, it, that's definitely a game that I think is just slept on so hard, and it. It's really weird because it gets included in the five million iterations of Sega Genesis classics that's out there. Like, I'm pretty sure Nintendo Switch with their new uh, online uh, subscription service that has N64 and Sega Genesis games on it. I'm pretty sure it comes with that. Like, it comes with... I have a Sega Genesis collection on the 360 that has Landstalker on it. It comes with everything, and yet no one talks about it. It's very, It's very weird. It's just a game that no one really played that I feel like deserves a lot more love and definitely deserves a sequel. Um, I I have one more here um, that I kind of just want to talk about real quick, touch on. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, This game came out in 2017, and it, you know, we've kind of talked ad nauseum about the Assassin's Creed series so far in in the life of this podcast. But this game 
was was so good, so unique because it it showed the formation of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and then what started out as the Order of Agents, which then becomes like the Templars, and Bayek, who is the uh, protagonist that you play, the assassin that you play in this game, who kind of help him and his his wife, who then becomes this estranged wife, and there's a kind of a whole story and dynamic there. They start the the Brotherhood, and I would have. You do get a couple of um, DLCs to to go along with this, Curse of the Pharaohs, and I got. I'm forgetting the. I'm blanking on the other one. It's late. We've been podcasting for a minute, but um, I would I would like to see a continuation of Bayek's story post the first game, um, and have it be a full fledged game. Kind of see like, okay, we got to see the formation of the Brotherhood in this first game. Now let's see like. What were the trials and tribulations of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood during the era of ancient Egypt um, and, and kind of how that just looked and played out? I think that would be really fun, really cool, because Bayek is up there for me with Ezio and Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Is like th- Those are like my three uh, assassins that I'm like, yeah, those those are my guys. So I'd like to see Bayek and some more stuff because the voice actor that did it was phenomenal. It was it was a great game, and uh, I'd like to see more of it. So, um, fellows, we are definitely a little long in the tooth as far as this podcast goes. So as we wrap up here, does anyone have any honorable mentions, anything like that, as far as remaster, remake, sequels, anything like that? I do. Um. Actually, as far as like a remaster remake, and I'll be brief. Um, going back to more Sega Genesis, Fairy Tale Adventure. I thought that was a rather fun game, RPG style, going around and uh, doing the whole 2D scroller, open world. But the key with that game is you don't know when enemies are nearby unless you have the volume up because the music changes. And as soon as the music changes, you know that there's an enemy nearby. Now, it could be a small enemy, it could be a big enemy, it could be multiple, but you don't know and you can't really plan your escape route unless you have the volume up. And I learned that the hard way. Like, <laughs> But that was fun. If they were to incorporate something like that into even some of the newer games, um, uh, and they probably have in some of them, but like that was a fun and unique style to that game. Um, Of course, I always like the Shining Force games. I don't really know how you would do something like that to make it more of a modern uh, iteration, but they did plenty of sequels running up through uh, Sega Saturn, Sega um, Dreamcast, but nothing that was good past that because the the PS2 ones were... uh, Well, Shining Force Neo... uh, me and Kevin tried it, and we uh we couldn't get past the annoying, annoying main character. Um, like he was just a brat. He complained all the time. I, who knows? Maybe I'll give it another try sometime. <laughs> but I think the coolest one out of all of them would probably that I can think of would be uh, Star Fox. Yes, they've redone Star Fox. You know, they had it starting in Super Nintendo and N sixty four whatnot. They've even done a GameCube and like coming up. But if they were to incorporate something with a more open world with that same aspect and maybe even incorporate VR into it, that I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be a fun aspect of bringing in a sequel, you know, getting just a fresh story to it if they can and playing on the same aspects of 
the way that game was. Kev, you have anything else? Oh man, as as the guy <laughs> that fucking plays everything, you know I got fucking <laughs> plenty to say. Um, I'm just gonna fire them off. Uh, there's a few that I want to talk about just a bit, but uh, Andrew, I feel like there's a few that you might have missed. Probably. Obviously, for me and Andrew, remake slash sequel, Skies of Arcadia. Boom. Super Mario RPG. Yep. Boom. Got him. Uh, I thought about Super Mario RPG, too. Like, what if they... Like, they do so many... Like, how do they make more Marios than, you know, oh, it's a new story. Well, do, do the new Super Mario RPG. Come on. Come come on, man. Give me... Come G- on. Give me Gina. Where's Mallow at? Where's my... Where's my, where's my fluffy cloud guy at? Uh, of course, uh, one that... I know people that are listening to this that want sequels are fucking just like, how have they not mentioned this yet? I'm about to mention it. Where the fuck is Half-Life Episode 3? I'm sorry, Half-Life 2 Episode 3. What the fuck? Where's my sequel? All right, give me Half-Life Remastered and then give me Half-Life 2 Episode 3. Okay, I need to know what the fuck happened to Alex and Dog. Where's Dog? Funny enough, uh, I have Panther Dragoon, which was honestly my first PC game. I think I got out of a cereal box. That game was hard as shit, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, a, a game that I talked about before that I would love a sequel for is Eternal Darkness, which is a lot like uh, Visage, where it has the psychological element with the horror elements, would love a sequel to that. Even a remake, I'll play over and over again. Um, PS One game that I've played a lot of, Dino Crisis One and Two. It's basically Silent Hill slash Resident Evil meets Jurassic Park. It's a scary game with dinosaurs. Um, and one that I kind of want to dive into to finish this whole thing up, which, funny enough, had. A 4K remaster that kind of got swept under the rug, but was finally found after years inside of a game called Homefront The Revolution. Dude, that game, the original Homefront was fucking awesome. I love that game. When Mr. Sean listens to this in the year 2025, he'll agree. And Andrew will agree because it's coming out of the goddamn walls. Inside of Homefront Revolution was a cheat code for a 4K version of Time Splitters 2. That game is a game that deserves a remake, a remaster. It deserves in everyone's home around America, around the globe. If aliens are listening to this outside in deep space, it deserves a shrine inside of your fucking UFO. <laughs> It deserves everything that it could, it could ever want. It deserves... I, I wish I could gift upon the world this game, a copy, to every single person who doesn't believe in video games, who doesn't believe in anything. They're like, they've given up hope? I'm like, here's Time Splitters 2. You can play as the snowman who catches on fire and sings a song. I always played as the monkey. It's, it's, it's Goldeneye. It's comedic relief. It's it's an amazing first person shooter. 
it's almost like how, you know, 13 would kind of meet with Goldeneye, but have like a kind of cartoony Borderlands aspect, but it's not cartoony. It's just more animation. And yeah, it, it, we used to play that so much. Like I would go over your house um, during the summertime whenever we were off of school and it was literally like a job because we would play that game for eight to nine hours. I would have to be, I would be told to go home and then all I could think about would be playing it again. We did that for like eight to nine hours for an entire week or two. This was the first time that I've ever gotten to the point where I close my eyes and I'm still seeing the game playing. I went to sleep. I was still attacking zombies as a monkey with a shotgun. I, I've never gotten to that point again, and I don't want to get to that point again because that was just like, I, I thought I was kind of losing it. But I do want a little a slight correction. I think it was Time Splitters 3 where they were coming out of the goddamn walls. It's my mistake. I'll, um, <laughs> this wrap-up has taken half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> this wrap-up brought to you by Time Splitters 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll kind of do what Kevin did. I'll just go ahead and kind of like bull rush through a couple of of games. Uh, Bloodborne. That game should have a sequel because Bloodborne was fucking awesome. Um, I'm going way back to 2005. Um, it was GTA at a school. I'm going with Bully. Bully was awesome. Um, and I am gonna go with. Fuck it. I'm going to talk about it. Legend of Dragoon. That game should have a sequel. Should also have a remaster. It should have a remake. It should it should hit all fucking three of them. Do it. <laughs> that game was, it was awesome. It was a good game. It was the first, first RPG I ever played. And God, it was so cool. Because it wasn't just like hit a button for attack. No, it had like the little square within a square. You had to time your attack and then you got to, you know, depending on what move you were trying to do, it could be anywhere between two to seven moves and you had to land that hit every freaking time um and then you had your your cool like elemental powers for each character it was it was freaking awesome that game was so good so um ladies and gentlemen this was a banger of an episode if you've stuck with us this long thank you so much we are passionate dorks who love talking about games so thank you guys so much for checking this episode out tuning in we will have plenty more good topics coming your way very, very soon. So know that it is very much appreciated when you guys reach out. If you want to, again, talk to us, VGL underscore podcast on Twitter. Also join the Discord for the network, creativebraincandy.com forward slash Discord. And, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. If you have topics, questions, ideas, criticisms, complaint, hell, you just want to shoot the shit, we're here. Talk to us. Um, so... That being said, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys so much again for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. See ya. See ya. Catch on the flippity flip. Well, then why did we say like for ital uh, like italics? Like, oh, you know, I'm going to pick my font with a with a Baltimore lean, uh, you know, gangster lean. Aaron, no. iron, iron, iron. We really, boy, we, we really talk like that. Aaron, iron, iron, iron. <laughs>
<laughs> what the fuck are you guys? You never seen that about? video? You oh never seen God. that video? This is going in the bloopers. I'm telling you right now, oh. if you're listening to this, this is bloopers. <laughs> so in Baltimore, <laughs> these dudes watch this video. Uh, it's called the te- it's like testing the Baltimore accent or something. So they have to read Aaron ironed the what is it? Aaron earned. Aaron earned the An iron, iron urn. So the Baltimore guys are like. <laughs> Aaron, earn, iron, earn. <laughs> Do we really sound like that? Aaron. So he gets his buddy. He's like, hey, read this. And he's like, Aaron, he's like, what? Iron, it sounds iron. right. Aaron, <laughs> earn, iron, earn. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm putting it. I'm putting it. It's in Discord. <laughs> hold, hold on. What? We, we were going to talk like that? Oh, my God. Aaron, earned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now I have to watch this. Dude, it's so good. Holy I, fuck, I, man. I just find it funny that people who live in Baltimore or the surrounding suburbs forget that Baltimore has a T and just say yeah. Balmer. Balmer. It's like the last name Palmer, but with a B. Bal- <laughs> Balmer. I got to go get some water from Balmer. It's like, this was, if this was Fallout 3, I'm pushing that button on Baltimore, man. I fucking can't stand that goddamn I fucking hate that city so much. That's Megaton. Baltimore's Megaton. (laughs) I would save the file right before I push that button, and it would be exploded five million times over. Over and over and over. Take that, Aaron Earned. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know where we were before that. Uh, we Dude, finished, I don't remember. We finished. We we're talking Hit- about Hitman. We finished Hitman. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck we got into Baltimore, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and pause and then pass it along to Andrew. I don't know how. All right. I don't know how this is going to line up. I'm just going to fucking start with something because it isn't. But uh, <laughs> I got you, Andrew. Right. Let me know when you're ready. All right. All right, we're we're gonna go back. We're gonna get back on track because uh, another remake remaster that I'd like to see would be. Uh, I was I'd gonna like to see. I was gonna lead you into it. Yeah, right. it'll be, it, it's it's gonna be better if he leads you into it because to to edit all of that out and then be like, we're gonna get back on track. Meanings. <laughs> I didn't think we were editing any of that out. I was just trying to. That's uh, the like segue. That's son. the blooper. Our er is is the blooper. <laughs> And then we're going to link the fucking YouTube video to the Aaron Earn the Iron Earn in there, man. <laughs> Hell Shit. yeah, we are. And this so, is going in too. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the fucking longest blooper reel ever. It I don't know. Make it- Something in the water, I think, has still got <laughs> the cake. Something in the water. <laughs> oh my God, is there something in the water? <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron Earn the Iron Earn. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>